0: gentlemen got Um, Steve Bob in studio trying to get his I switched the headphones headphones
1: I hate out and now they're here they're just haunting me right they're everywhere these are like my
0: spaghetti you got the spaghetti going on these are my chains yeah just throw those around your neck (laughs) might as well uh wait till mid-season um Um, David on the on the locked online what's going on you don't have a headphones problem you got those airpods
2: that's right no wires no restrictions.
0: I just ordered a pair no of
2: Bluetooth.
0: Ooh, sexy. Uh, I just ordered a pair of oh, Bluetooth no. headphones, not AirPods, because I bike. And I'm scared, David, that if I bike, the pods will mm-hmm. dip out on me. Is yes. that is that ever a concern <clears throat> for those you? Those things
1: stress me out, man. I, I feel I'm, I'm worried for you, David, that... Whenever I see somebody yeah. wearing they're them, they're gonna fall out. They're, they're just gonna like they're just gonna fall out. Leave you,
0: you know. You'll just forget. What's up, Double M? Fifteen, we see you there on the chat. If you're if you're joining us live these, on YouTube, beers to you.
2: These actually stay in better than wired pod dudes because the wires are often the thing pulling on. Your
0: earlobes. Right, 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 right. Right, but, so. but if it does happen to fall out, and I have weird, this is kind of a weird fact about me, I have weird earlobes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you guys can't see this right here. He's got a real elfish yeah. th- ear going on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's real gross. It's a
0: small ear hole. No. And um, it's a medical condition. Mm-hmm. It's called ear small ear hole. And if it were to fall out while I was on the bike, that'd be it. Like, I, I'm not retrieving like that. You,
1: kill yourself? No. Oh, okay. All right. I was, gonna say, hey, no, I was just to I just say like
0: that would like no more ear AirPods. Yeah, I mean,
1: your ears are weird. Uh let's not say they're not, but you know, it's not that serious.
0: Oh, somebody uh, Daniel's already commented on, on your LaCroix. Lacroix. He said he said uh Steve is basic. Oh, how so? I, I, I disagree. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Lacroix. It's uh, how do you, you know, say Lacroix? My ha- ha- household. I said Lacroix. Uh you know I, I What is I? the correct Fiba? Fiba? Well, you know, I uh,
2: I think it is I think it is Lacroix but You know,
1: pompla- what's the beef with the quai? Yeah, what is the beef there? I don't like it. I'm
0: with Daniel. <sighs> if you I don't here's like,
1: what well, because here's my thing. You and your weird ears just right. can't appreciate
0: Pamplemousse, my- which is I think a made-up word. That's t- certainly. And and here's my problem. I think that's made-up water. Because mm-hmm. if I drink water, I expect water to have a certain consistency. It hits my taste buds in a certain way. And I don't want fizzy. Fizzy water just doesn't, it seems it's unnatural. carbonated water. It's unnatural.
2: You know, you guys not the way
0: just intended.
1: don't understand it because it's French. Uh, me, and, me and Nick Batum kind of get it. And, right. Know, so,
2: All right, let's start this show. Man, I love a LaCroix. The effervescence. Come
1: oh, on. So effervescent. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast
2: Network. Your team every day. In a minute, because we live.
0: We lie. We live. Welcome, in Buzzamaniacs, to Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day, search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcast on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. We are coming to you live on YouTube from the Gittimer.com studios in B E A, beautiful uptown Charlotte, the heart of the Queen City on a wonderful Thursday, a post-game Thursday. We've got a pre a preseason game to talk about here in a few moments. I'm Doug Branson, joined by a panel of Hornets experts to my direct right, Steve Bob Forrest. Steve! Nice, wow Made that for you Hey, thanks, Doug Well, you made it And then I I made that A little bit for you But
1: yeah, hey, it's out there It's public domain now That's basic Steve Bob force to you
0: (laughs) Now, I'm leaning into this With my La Croix Uh, From the Mean Streets of Cotswold David Walker
2: Also, a panel of beverage experts I I would say I mean, we just broke down the, The pluses and minuses of La Croix All pluses, by the way So, there you go
0: all pluses.
1: Uh, Everyone agrees it's great.
0: Oh well, nope, that's not true. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm always the alt food take on here. I feel like I always have the the alternative food take. Oh, you're like the hipster guy. I don't understand. No, not I hipster. Don't, don't, I'm just yeah, like. So you're like a hipster. Let
2: me. I don't understand the the, the blowback on LaCroix. It, it could not be like more simple. Um, I mean, it could be more simple with just water. But I mean, sometimes you want a little something peppy with your pizza. You know what I mean? And then maybe you don't I, want so the, soda. Maybe you want.
0: Then you drink Pepsi. Then you no. drink a soda. No. Yeah, if you want to die, If you want soda, drink soda. If you want water, drink water. Sure. Don't, the soda water, no. I Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, should mention, if you want a great podcast They're app, arguing. you should download Overcast on your iPhone or Stitcher if you've got Android, and go ahead and subscribe to this show and give us a star. Those stars help other hardcore Hornets fans just like you, other buzzamaniacs, join this show. And if you're on YouTube right now, uh, chat with us. And if you're not watching us on YouTube, try it out. We go live most mornings, 8 a.m. Look for the link on our Twitter at LockedOnHornets. Okay, let's start with this uh, preseason game. The Hornets took on the Pistons in Detroit last night for their second preseason game. 49 seconds in, Nick Batum goes down with an elbow injury, officially listed as a sprained left elbow injury. He did not return to the game. The Hornets defense struggled early. They go into the half down 18. Hornets go on a 35 to 16 run in the third quarter thanks to seven Pistons turnovers and a balanced scoring attack from Kimba Walker, Jeremy Lamb and Marvin Williams. I do have some Frank Kaminsky sound. We'll see if I can pull that up in a second. But first let me tell you the game tightened up in the fourth quarter and it was rookie Malik Monk who shined brightest hitting a go-ahead three and a game-tying bucket in the final minutes. Hornets up one, eight seconds to go. Pistons final possession, and it's Frank Kaminsky c- stealing Tobias Harris's lunch money. Hornets win 108-106. Uh, to 106. Uh, Quick thoughts from David and Steve while I pull this audio up. We'll start with David. David, quick thoughts on this preseason win for the Hornets. A tight one.
2: Mm, very excited to see Malik Monk shine, especially in big moments there, Doug. That's something that we talked about. And I know something that everyone was looking forward to. So, I mean, that was good to see. Obviously, the Nick Batum thing is NASA that good. Uh, right out of the gate there to get the first update via Twitter that Nick Batum has gone to the locker room. Never a good sign, but hopefully it's not too serious. So, get the win, the first win. That will be the answer to a trivia question. What team got the first win in the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza Arena Arena?
0: The the really hot important. the hot and ready. Uh yeah. So uh Nick Batum, we should get an update today at practice. Uh Steve, what else did you see in this one? Oh, it's a Malik Mug time, guys. It's
1: Mktober. Fest is here.
0: And I should say C with like big quotation marks because this game was really hard to track <laughs> yeah. down. The box score was screwy. Uh so this was an interesting uh, experience. It was almost as if they didn't want us to succeed. They didn't want us to watch, yeah, but we I did. Was, uh, we, we overcame it. We overcame it. We watched it. Steve, I, what'd you say?
1: I, I caught it over CB radio. You know, I just had my rabbit ears on. I do have a little video here. I'm um, just B roll. All, all right. Go. Well, you know, I could I gotta, just not talk about it. No, too. No, talk That's about fine. it. No, yeah. I'm, I put the monk video well, for you. Watch the entire game and then I will speak eloquently <laughs> on it. No, uh, yes, this is great. This is what I'm talking about. Malik monk, uh, doing a shot. There it goes in. You There's guys Marvin can see Williams that. There's
0: Marvin Williams on the pick and
2: roll. Dude, I, I'm just so
0: excited.
1: Exactly
2: like I watched it last night, by the way. <laughs> Went through the exact same emotions.
1: I'm I'm re- I'm so excited by these rookies, though. I'm really excited by Bacon too. I mean, he looks great and he, he, I wish he had gotten a little bit more run. I don't know how much he got last night, but I, I do want to go back to to Malik. I mean Please. he came in the game the other night and just in a perfect like the exact thing you would hope Malik Monk would do on his first ever shot, like NBA game shot just that step back three splashed
0: at home yeah on the first game yeah
1: yeah and uh and then seeing him have 19 last night I think he uh it, it was cool to see that I think it or it sounded like they getting were kind more of, comfortable yeah getting more comfortable finally setting settling in you know it's been a long two games for his career so far but he's getting there um no but it, it seemed like you know it was cool that the coaching staff seemed to kind of let him let him off the leash a little bit last night, you know, and we're like, yeah, just go around there and,
0: and yeah.
1: get some shots at man.
0: And after that Boston Celtics game, it was also good to see that the defense really locked down in the third quarter and the second unit defense looked good too and double M15 saying the second unit overall looked good. Uh, Frank Kaminsky after the game, was asked what was the difference first half to second half in that game with the defense. Here's what he said.
2: We communicated. Um, you know, we were talking through our stuff a lot better. Uh, you know, whether it was switching, you know, being the low man, you know, rotations, everything. We just, we just communicated well, and it, it forced them to
0: be uncomfortable on offense. So, you know, you want to be easy with taking any uh, in anything away from a preseason game, but you like the fact that in that first half they allow 30-plus points to the Pistons in both quarters, and then third quarter, 16, and then fourth quarter when it mattered most. Uh, they, they made the plays that they needed to make, especially that second unit. And Frank Kaminsky, his defensive play against Tobias Harris, uh, uh, certainly a big deal, So we've got a lot to talk about from this preseason game. In honor of the struggle that we all went through in both trying to watch this game, but also trying to even look at the box score, we're breaking out an old favorite for the rest of this recap. We call it the Box Score Boogie. Uh, This game is simple. This is your (laughs) favorite. By the way... (laughs) Otherwise, the way, this is Steve's first box score boogie. This is exciting. Oh, God, guys. Don't make fun of me. The game is very simple. We each have a number or two from the box score that we are going to throw out, and the rest of us will try to guess what that number is. David, hit us with your first number. First number is 38. 38. Oh, I know this 30- one. Eight. I know this one. Okay. This is the number of websites that I visited to try to watch this game.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Steve, what do you got? Thirty-eight.
1: Thirty-eight. That's uh, how old Dwight Howard appears to be. No. On the break, no. did you guys see? Stop shout it. out to Hornets gifts. Kurt going viral last yeah. night.
0: having <laughs> the he looked good. The, f- the first thirty-eight. This was he, a, look, uh, most. Not, there's not a lot of centers that can run the floor like this. I'm sorry.
2: Um, and dunk over
0: Boban. Yeah, here it is. He dunks just all cool. spin move. You know what's funny about this play? Um, is, well, that is because yeah, he's behind.
1: He can't beat Boban Marjanovic down the court either. But
0: he had a head start. What are you talking about? Um, anyway, don't, the, the don't point. Don't make it. And he, was, and, he was, and he was dribbling. There's that too. But the other thing is, uh, Boban was really getting under Dwight Howard's skin. And Howard said before the game that he was focusing on sort of um, not let – he, he thought that Aaron Baines got into his head a little bit, and that's why he pl- didn't play as well against Boston in that first mm-hmm. preseason game. He and so that, he was focused on that. But the Bobon, Tommy Heinsohn effect when uh, yeah, Aaron was like Baines in the gets shower, in. In the shower. Um, yeah, so uh, Dwight was really kind of pissed off at Bobon, it looked like, and uh, he, he took it out on him there on that play. Um, all right, David, what's the actual number, 38? 38.
2: 38 is the number of three-point attempts from the Hornets' Which is more than the Pistons' thirty-four. Um, They also hit eleven. We, I feel like so this is an uh, unconfirmed number. David. Yeah,
1: fact check that. Uh, Thirty-eight bigger than thirty-four.
2: What? No, I, that's It's just the box. I'm going on the Hornets app. Okay, I'm going on the Hornets app. So that's, that's my story. I guess
0: it's official. It's 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 really weird. This box score was all kinds of weird last night. It had yeah, Dwight um, Howard making. Yeah, I've more weird
2: ones. Don't you worry.
0: Okay, my first number is four of twelve. Four of twelve, David. What is four of twelve?
2: Four of twelve. Uh, that would be the number of uh, free throw attempts for Dwight Howard versus makes. Is that.
0: That no? is incorrect. Okay, Steve, what you got? Don't look at my paper. No cheating. Four of twelve.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I suck at this game. Tell yeah. me what it
0: is. <laughs> It's not a good showing in your first one. No. Well, at least you're trying. Uh, (laughs) At least I did not try. uh, Kemba's field goal numbers last night, 4 of 12, and that followed a 3 of 11 Mm -hmm. performance on Monday. Some would look at that and worry about Kemba not being able to follow up his all-star shooting numbers, but not so fast. I seem to remember ha- uh, Kemba having a terrible preseason in 2016, and sure enough, I looked at the synergy numbers, 36.8% from the field, .667 points per possession. That ranked him in the 13th percentile offensively in the 2016 preseason, and he went on to have his best offensive year yet. So don't worry about Kemba. Don't look at the shooting numbers. Once again, for the people in the back pew, it's only preseason. Steve, uh, this is your first game. I don't, do you have a box score boogie number for us? Well, I did not prepare one, but
1: I got one for you guys. All right. The number is zero. Steve. Zero. Zero. David, what do you got? Well,
2: I can tell you that's the number of turnovers listed for the Hornets in the Hornets <laughs> app. So that, that is confirmed.
1: <laughs> is that confirmed. Wow. That is, that's got to be a record.
0: 0 yeah. uh 0 it wasn't steve clifford technicals cuz he got a technical in this uh preseason game 0 i'm not sure steve what's 0
1: 0 is the number of hornets players jerseys that have been retired prior to malik monk joining the team because <laughs> now it's 1 baby i don't know if anyone's had their jersey retired after two preseason games you're ready before but uh i'm on, i'm fired up for this guy man
0: i love it david you got another mm-hmm. number
1: for us
2: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know (laughs) if it's correct, but I'm going to go with uh, 18.
0: 18. 18. Uh, That's the number of uh, headphones that I've had to throw away because they were too big for my small ear holes. Huh? Steve.
1: 18 is the number of uh the uh size mm-hmm. of bobon shoe
0: there you go 18 is has that, got to be
1: bigger
2: that's than that. it that, David. Might be, that could be correct um uh, but i think this is correct that's the number of points jeremy lamb scored last night in a nice uh second effort to start the season here you know, that's something we were looking for doug and uh easy, me. Right, doing that. Yep. exactly exactly so yep. 18 points from lamb another good one
0: well, and he was, you know, he was scoring inside and out. Was able, you know, using that strength to get inside, and and you know his quickness to get inside as well, and then knocking down a few mid range shots. Uh, still having necessary. What did he shoot from beyond the arc in this one? Yeah, O of three. Uh, so Eleven that-
2: of thirty eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got another number for you guys. Can I go again? Yeah, please. Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. Um, the number is twenty five. Twenty five is that. Uh is that the number of turnovers for the Detroit Pistons in the third quarter?
2: <laughs> it's no, not zero. zero. We already covered that.
0: Amazing. Flawless game. What is it?
1: What's the number? Twenty-five. The age of Cody Zeller days. Cody Zeller's birthday, I just found oh, out. Oh happy From birthday. NBA. <laughs> NBA tweeted that out. Not the <laughs> Yeah, Go, Cody. It is your birthday.
0: I want to go back to that. I want to go back to that Dwight Howard play. Let's see if I can pull it up again. If I have that power. I want to see these threes. You said he took two threes. I don't. I don't. According again, to the Hornets app,
1: it's I'm, zero. A lot, of, a lot of zeros. It's on the easily.
0: Hornets. I could have easily missed them. But I want to go back to this Dwight play. Because <laughs> Just like Dwight.
1: You could have easily missed
0: them. Aussie. Hey, David, you remember Aussie Steve? Great fan. Of, big of fan course. of the show. Haven't heard from him in a while. But we yeah. heard from him on Twitter last night and said that any time we should start a new segment on the show... And anytime Dwight pulls off something like this, he's basically welcoming them to America, welcoming them to the. I go to the White House, to the Dwight House. Right. (laughs) So he basically, you know, just welcomed Bobine to. I go to the White White House. House. So We can do that. Anytime anytime Dwight has a a spectacular play, the spin move at the end is what sealed it for me. That's what I really liked. Coast to coast.
2: Yeah, I was just glad to see him. And and I was glad to see him dunk it. It wasn't a rookie year Dwight dunk, but it was a two-handed dunk. Again, over Boban. And I'll be back. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, that's no good point. I mean, I was a little concerned after the first game that he was playing a lot below the rim, and uh, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's... a huge concern for Dwight Howard. But that that block he had really early in the first game was was nice. I mean, I was genuinely yeah. excited. I was like, I haven't seen a Hornets player do something like that in forever. You yeah, know? and
0: you can see at the beginning of that play, it started with his defense. It started with him disrupting a a Pistons drive mm-hmm. and then doing something kind of rare for him, which is taking it coast to coast. That was the story. But, but really, his defensive presence so far has been completely on point. And... You know, I, I I think that there's a lot to... we, we got to figure a lot of things out before we make any kind of judgments on what Dwight Howard can and can't do offensively. But I'll tell you, Steve Clifford uh, and Nick Batum have both said that a focus is going to be getting Dwight Howard the ball mm. in, in situations where, where he can benefit. And, and something that Dwight didn't feel like was happening in Atlanta. And it sounds like Clifford and Nick Batum both want to make sure that Dwight is satisfied and happy with his role in the offense. Okay, or can I can I make an observation? One more real quick? thing, and then we got to move on. Yeah.
1: All right, Dave. Do you know? You'll know this is, as a fellow pickup guy, now Doug. Just uh sure. Do something else right now. Um, d- doesn't Dwight have that that vibe? You know, like when the big guy playing. He as soon as he gets the ball, it's like the blinders are on.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. He, he wants to go. No, yeah. he
1: just like, but wherever he gets it, he, he's just like spin moves and like he turns into like a kid. It's kind of fun to watch, but then mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm not sure it's the best method for offense for I us. I think we just
2: want to. But he's so excited. Maybe. He's,
1: he's like, you know, he's going we know?
2: Guy. Was there a point guard on the floor at that time? Did, did anyone call for the ball? I didn't see, I mean, not that he would have seen it or given it up, but it happened. I mean, it did happen kind of fast, but was there was no... Was there no one saying, hey, Dwight, out, but, or, you know, let me take this. And maybe you run this way. And
0: so you had to look at Dwight's eyes at the end of that. La- he like shoved Boban uh, as he ran back down the court on for defense. Uh, and right. I'm telling you, there was just, I- I'm sure that there was a look in his eyes that everyone could see is like, all right, Dwight's Dwight's got, and it's preseason. That's the other thing too. There's some, you could you can, you can try some things. It's crazy. Lamont here on the chat saying, Dwight was as big as all of Australia last night. <laughs>
2: mm, yeah, he Dormy. is really
0: put together. Dormy. Uh Shawa. Okay. Um, I'm normally not a fan of covering the coverage, talking about what other people say about the Charlotte Hornets, especially most national outlets, because they just don't get it. But I always make a special exception for Bill Simmons and his weird quest to send the Hornets to Seattle and forever demean the team for whatever reason. I don't know if he got, like, bad sushi in Charlotte, like what happened. But he's he's never been a big fan of the Hornets. Um, they did their over-under pods this week, guys. Steve, you listened closely. Can you give us a recap of what was said on this podcast about the Charlotte Hornets?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, basically, I, it was intriguing to me because, like you said, they're almost always, like, they'll just breeze through them or not even talk about the Hornets sometimes. It's just right. very dismissive. And, surprisingly, they all, uh, they all hit the over pretty hard for the uh, – I I guess Vegas has us at 42 wins, and uh, Simmons, Jason Concepcion, and and House all went 47 wins, hard overlocked it, and Simmons uh, actually said he could see them being fourth fourth in in the the east East. wow um he also said that he envisions their crunch time lineup uh starting with dwight i heard so i'm not sure that well i'm that
0: that that part of it is fine to me steve i i i think that dwight howard is definitely going to want to be involved in crunch time and so if you don't at least try it you're just sort of asking for for conflict but the, the other parts of that did you listen to this david I did. I okay. did. So you know the crunch time lineup: Kemba Walker, Malik Monk, Nick Batum, Frank Kaminsky, and Dwight Howard. That was right. Bill Simmons' uh, suggested crunch time, and I think that lineup is fine if you're playing a team that has absolutely it's no offense. It's never been
1: fine in Dwight's career to have him in there in the last two minutes. They're gonna just—he's uh, literally the the number one guy in the league. Maybe DeAndre that you would just hack right there. Yeah, and and Cody is a great free throw shooter first hitter. Yeah, he's got the I mean, energy maybe, and stuff. It's like, just take those two minutes off. I know Dwight doesn't like it. Maybe there's a
0: distinction between sort of crunch time in terms of just that latter half of the fourth quarter and maybe the final two minutes when situationally, obviously. Yeah,
1: the, the difference is the definition of crunch time. You're right. <laughs> is that those last two minutes. Well. The fourth quarter, yes, you can play Dwight in the beginning of the fourth quarter. That's fine. And listen, let him get one of those, like, let him take a, a 360 spin move, fadeaway three, you know, Clifford in the third quarter and just let, like let him get his yucks out and then sit as a butt on
2: the bench later.
0: But, uh, David, what do you think about that crunch time lineup? Both cheeks.
2: Yeah, for some reason, I was more surprised to hear Frank's name in there. Maybe that's just because I felt a bad taste in my mouth for a preseason games. This lineup we'll won, would struggle we'll defensively. That. Yeah, um, but it's interesting. I think it, w- it wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think, like everything, is going to be situational. So I think we'll. The- sometimes, but we talked about it too. I mean, Cody ending the game is kind of what, you know, made sense to start the season, but we'll see. I mean, also everyone on the pod liked that crunch time lineup. Like, there was no, you know, uh, pooh that. Like, it was kind of intriguing to everyone on there, which is, which is also kind of interesting. Good to get another perspective, but I was also blown away by the fact that he thought they would be fourth, even though I think that was maybe my high prediction in our, uh, our locked-on preview podcast. Doug. I can't remember. I, I know I went high, but
0: uh, um, yeah, I was saying I think if, we went oh, we certainly took the over. I, I don't know if I went 47. I've but, said a couple of times. I think they
1: their ceiling is like three. I think they could get that third seed if all if everything goes right. If,
2: every, yeah, if everything goes right, four's in play. Four
0: and five. Uh, Daniel, here on the chat, he listens to the... He's, he's been with us virtually, if not actually, since the beginning. And he he can now read our minds because he's perfectly segueing me into what I wanted to talk about next. Dougaholic. My only...
2: Drugaholic, day one. My <laughs>
0: only issue with that podcast was some of the things that Tate Frazier said. Ugh. He is under the impression that Monk wants to be the star of the team and also said that Bacon could be better. Yeah, he actually said that Monk... He he stated it almost as a fact, and or an unsubstantiated. It, what it essentially is is an unsubstantiated rumor. It's not. It's not even being reported as a rumor that Malik Monk wants to start for the Charlotte Hornets. I have seen that in zero places. Yeah. Not even on Yabata. Not even on these like fake news hashtag fake news sites that just sort of get forum board post and turn them into rumors. And
1: with like nothing to back it up, he's just like, I mean, that's just what I think, man. Malik just doesn't like Charlotte. It's like, are you a Hornets fan? There's I don't even know how you would come to that conclusion. One of the things he said was that well, He's like, well, you know, uh, monks, uh, he's uh, a Nike guy. And so, you know, obviously the Jordan things like oh do you think Michael Jordan, like if LeBron James or Kevin Durant wanted to play for the Horns, he'd be like, Yeah, take a hike. I buddy. love these
0: I love these Schumers. Yeah. That's what these are. These are everyone wears Schumers. Jordan brand here. If you don't wear Jordan brand, then you're then you really don't respect the Charlotte Horns. It's silly. it's silly, David. What,
2: did you guys notice did you guys notice Nick Batum is now on on Jordan brand? <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's, and like so is, well, he's, uh, he's trying to keep so his starting Dwayne spot, Bacon. David.
1: He's well, trying to keep his starting spot. And the reason that Monk isn't yet is because he hates Michael Jordan uh, and Charlotte. And I heard he wants to burn the city down, guys. I just think I heard that in my head just now.
0: Well, listen, that's my problem with it is that it's it's complete. Other than I guess you could say that his comments about, you know, wanting to be drafted by the New York Knicks and wanting to be rookie of the year. And in that's order to be rookie real. of the year, you really have to, uh, you know, like Malcolm Brogdon, acquire a starting spot and and get those big minutes to compete for rookie of the year so you could extrapolate in your own mind and, and sort of um, assume that that means that Malik Monk wants to start immediately, but there is zero rumor. He's not said anything. It's just, and, and that's a big podcast. That's what I'm saying. Like people, national people will listen to that well, and assume that there's, conf- that I, there's some I, kind of, I think that there will Simmons
1: be conflict. I think Simmons started the whole LeBron to LA thing, because he, if you go back to Well, this, that I
0: actually believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, but listen... <laughs> that's the, definitely going to happen. I watched that, like you could see that unfold because he even said, like the first time he said, he's like, I I have nothing to back this up. I have no proof or anything. I just think this is going to happen. And he kept saying it over and over again. And then all of a sudden within three weeks, I mean, he's one of the leading voices in the NBA world. So it's like people take things said on his podcast and they're like, oh, let's write a story about that. And then it, that can influence the narrative.
0: Well, and it does It does kind of feed into a, a, a section of the fan base that does want Malik Monk to start and believes that the the offense, the, the starting unit offense yeah. will benefit from that. And you know, uh, they certainly you – know, when you watch MKG and Dwight Howard early on, there are some spacing, spacing issues. Mm-hmm. There have been some offensive hiccups. It's too early to really make any judgments about how effective those two will be on the floor together at the same time. But it certainly feeds into that, David.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's going to be calls for Monk start now that uh, – you know, Batum, that was one of the emails I got as soon as he got hurt. Oh, time for Malik Monk to step up. So Yeah, yeah we'll have to – we'll...
0: think. I don't think, but just yeah, real quick, I think, yeah. I think that Lamb would start and and like he did. He took you know he took over. I think. Oh, though yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yep. that's the one to yep. me. That's the one indicator that Malik Monk is, is nowhere near a starting spot at this point. You you put in Lamb for Nick Batum. Why? Because size. Because defense.
1: Yeah, totally. I, and that's yeah. fine. I mean, you want to? I'm fine with bringing the guy along slowly. We have that luxury. You know, it's nice. I think he could come in and start right away. You know, you can see that he can, he can already score at an NBA level. Like that's a new question, but uh, it's a nice to be able to have him uh, coming off the bench there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just, I would just say that I, I, if you're a Hornets fan though, why would you even, I'm so excited about this guy. We haven't had somebody that can just like, he threw a three sixty down in practice that just so easy. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's just exciting. I don't know why anybody would just
2: want to get rid of him, but right. Did you think some of that was tongue in cheek though? I mean I thought the shoe thing was kinda of tongue tongue in cheek and
1: That's what I was wondering, but I can't like he's just not good at getting that across if he is. Like you need to you need to tip your hat a little bit
2: more and let us know
0: that's a joke. He's just Email everything us. is said. Well, Please, certainly... t- tweet us and let us know it was a joke. Please.
2: <laughs> and the origin of that, I mean, Simmons obviously comes from a fan's perspective. So it started a lot of that. And so yeah. some of those conversations do happen. And he's, already, he's even sure. got to the point of saying, hey, NBA Reddit, don't take this comment and run with it. Right. You know, so like he's aware that that stuff happens. Well,
1: I, would um, ju- I would say generally you can tell when Simmons is making a joke. Then though. just he makes say, it, my it clear. thing is,
0: then just say, I think. I think that Malik Monk will want to start eventually. Yeah, Bill, come on. No, no, it wasn't Bill, it was Tate. Rain in Tate, girl. They're listening. All right, got to move on. I want to finish with this. Last but most certainly not least, I'd like to talk for a few minutes about the biggest story in Charlotte sports at this moment doesn't involve the Hornets. It involves the Panthers, specifically comments made by quarterback Cam Newton at a press conference yesterday in response to a question about wide receiver Devin Funchess' route running by Jordan Rodriguez, Panthers beat writer for the Charlotte Observer. Cam said, quote, It's funny to hear a female talk about routes, unquote. Jordan Rodriguez is a female reporter. More importantly, she is a talented reporter, a knowledgeable reporter, and a respected reporter among her colleagues. I want to turn uh, to David first for your thoughts on this situation. Uh, um, Yeah, what are your thoughts? Thanks. That's it. That's all I got. What are your thoughts? um,
2: Yep. Cam has, has. this is not the first time Cam has gone up there and tried for something in a press conference that did not exactly land, uh, whether it was humor, whether it was some sort of off-the-cuff comment. I mean, I think in that regard, this is probably his masterpiece because this was a disaster. In the, yeah, in the um, worst was, way. Com- yeah, it was completely wrong. It was completely inaccurate. And like you said, I mean, she's obviously does the homework. And so it was... Not only um, disrespectful in what he said, but in the way he said it, and in some of the other terms he used. Now, I will say, I think he was—I don't know—I think he was going for something else. I think he was—he he thought he was going to get a reaction. He kind of paused and and waited for a laugh that was replaced by just a thud of silence in that uh, media room. And so, I, I certainly hope today he comes out with. A better apology than the team came out with last night, and the one that he apparently did not give to Jordan uh, when they spoke immediately after that press conference. We also know that Cam's not always at his best when immediately confronted and called out. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think he definitely needs to have something to say very soon today, um, and hopefully to her directly. But yeah, you just you just can't say that. It, it's not accurate. And this is, you know, I think a lot of people are going to come down hard on cam. Um, a lot of people look for any reason to come hard down on cam. Um, and this is, is, is certainly a good one. Cause this is a, this is a screw up.
0: I'm amazed by the incident itself. And I'm also amazed by the response to the incident by, by some people on social media uh, for two different sure. reasons. Uh, first of all, I'm amazed about the incident because the question that Jordan asked was a positive question. It was positively tilted towards the team and towards Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And she she asks great and pointy questions all the time. She's not afraid. But this particular one was a softball. And Cam took that opportunity to demean her in an especially embarrassing way. It would not have made it any less demeaning or ignorant had her question been critical of him. But it's amazing and, I think, telling that he chose that moment to say something like that this was not something born out of a moment I of passion that. or or frustration or you know anger Th- this was or or it was just out of a moment of carelessness and ignorance as evidenced by rodriguez's own account after you know she approached him after this was all over and he said that he didn't know her name or really anything about her what she knew before he spoke Is it-
1: I would just say that everything around it that from his perspective sounds like it's just the type of thing, like a, a 13 year old, 14 year old boy would think, you know, you're like, this is, that is would right. instinctively say. You're just like, Oh, my, my boys will laugh at this. Right. Cause mm. it's just real immature. And then to like, right. and then to keep going in that direction be like, oh, I don't even know her name. It's like, come on, man. You're like, you're, you're a huge famous adult man, you know, like whether or not it's just kind of mind boggling to me. Some of his decisions, like his public persona is so hard to figure out because it seems like a put on, but he also doesn't seem to like really stand for anything, but he loves making statements that are kind of Uh just like, uh, don't stand for anything. And it's like, well, all right, then just don't insert yourself into that conversation.
0: Right. I'm, I'm also, I'm also amazed uh, by a particular breed of response to this from both Men and women, uh, and we're we're getting a lot of comments on these, so we'll take those here in a few seconds. Uh, uh, but I'm I'm also amazed by the by a particular response on on Twitter. Mainly, it goes something along the lines of quote, "Well, how many women do you know who know about routes?" Or uh, this other kind of comment. In Cam's defense, I'm a woman and I don't know a lot about routes. This this is a, a perfect example of a false equivalency. Yeah. It's a bad analogy. This is Jordan Rodriguez's job. This is her career. What she is paid to do, what puts food on her table and a roof over her head. It's the thing she has dedicated her education and her life to. This is not the same as you, a fan, going up to Cam and trying to strike up a conversation with him about reading the 3-4 defense. The better analogy, anonymous Twitter user, is if you were to have a conversation with another employee at your place of business and you needed something from that employee and they treated you as less than because you were a woman or you were another race or you were right. different in, in some kind of way. That's the analogy.
2: Yeah. Also Yeah. And it's not yeah, Doug, like, it's not even that that um that that it's her job, right? Because I think there are probably guys in that in that room. And Cam even said after maybe he should have said reporters. You know, There are people in that business, there are people doing the reporting that probably don't know routes or some of the defenses you listed off, but it was the way he framed it. It, was because, it wasn't because of that. It was because uh, she was you know, a woman, and, and that's obviously clearly the issue.
0: I want to get to one of these comments. Carson saying Cam's apology is going to come out on Instagram in that awful font. I mean, maybe. Let's hope this is serious, yeah. right? Let's hope that well, – And let's let the Panthers is.
2: get in there – well, this one needs to be. And the Panthers have gotta step up and do something a little more than they did yesterday too, in my opinion, with whatever that response was they put out. I mean, this is gonna be a test for them too. This is a guy they've had in that building for quite some time. Um, and someone there needs to be I mean, this is on cam, obviously, but somebody's gotta gotta help him out, um, at some point and they've gotta to come together to do some sort of apology and response to this. Pronto.
1: But that that was my point. I wasn't making a joke of that thing. And, and and I'm sorry, I forgot the commenter's name, but the, the, that stuff coming out in that font, like that to him, that is him. Like that's, he Mm. thinks he's being serious with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he takes himself very seriously. He doesn't have a lot of a a sense of humor about himself, you know? Mm. And he posts like these weird, super serious things. There's like, gotta block the haters in that Ridiculous font and stuff. So it's I call like, them my hater blockers. There you go. Thank you, Frank. See, right. So it's just like I I fully expect him to do something like that, uh, and and it and it will definitely come off as the type of thing that he was forced to apologize or something.
0: Who knows? I mean, we're we're gonna see what happens today. Uh, but I just I felt like look, we cover a team uh, and we're human beings, and we we should talk about the the biggest stories that are going on around Charlotte sports. And uh, so thanks for for listening to that. Uh, Got a couple of comments here from Futurist CLT that I want to read. If Monk can play as well as he did last night coming off the bench and Lamb can continue his improved play, the Hornets bench might actually be a strength this year. He also says MKG has been playing really well on defense thus far as well. Yeah, exactly. And MKG can be a little bit more aggressive on defense now with Dwight Howard. You know How many blocks did he finish with in this game? Uh, Two blocks. Thirty-eight. Also, yeah,
1: MKG just doesn't. There's no preseason MKG form. He he just has MKG form. All fine. uh, It's great. But the second unit was like astonishingly fun to watch in that first game, and I I think that's going to be a big advantage for us this year. A lot of energy. Cody looks looks in great shape. Jeremy and Cody both look like bigger, stronger, faster, more productive.
0: And there's a question here in the comments from Futurist CLT. Can you guys see anybody getting traded by the All-Star break besides point guard? What's the team's biggest need to bridge the gap from the 5 or the 4 seed to the 3 seed? Those are all great questions, but we're out of time. Ah. But, 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 but. We will answer them uh, in in the coming days. I, I will I will note those futurists and uh, we'll make those segments on the show because those are fantastic questions. We love your questions and we love answering them. Uh, so uh, make sure setting
1: up future segments.
0: Few, they, exactly, sees That's, the future. I love it. Uh, so make sure you're getting those to us. Uh, either chat with us live on YouTube or you can uh, send them to us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets or on uh, on the email. People still email, right? Buzz, buzz at LockedOnHornets.com. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For Steve and David, I'm Doug saying go Hornets, go America, and we'll see you tomorrow. Let's swarm Charlotte.